everybody. Welcome to the Nerdy Piehead Podcast. It's a Monday, and if you're like everybody else, yesterday, midday, you got um, the news of uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter passing in a helicopter crash hit you like it hit everybody else and sent shockwaves through the entire world. Um, you know, just, it was, I mean, I was, I was working on some stuff and I, I wasn't really on my phone and I had just gone to randomly check it and seen the post and it was a TMZ repost. Somebody reposted it from TMZ and me being the skeptic that I am, I was like, oh, if it's just TMZ, maybe someone doesn't know what they're talking about. And <clears throat> I then put my phone down, then I went back again, and I started to see different sites and different outlets confirming. And I mean, some of us have lost people really close I've celebrities of the past that I've that I've liked this one hit a little bit different and I think mostly because when you know you spent like I spent most like I used to playing basketball I used to play basketball and growing up till about you know maybe 14 everything was it was Michael Jordan Michael Jordan wanted to be like Jordan and then getting into high school middle of high school we were seeing Kobe Bryant emerge as a superstar and just being such a student of the game and watching and at that time the Raptors weren't that great at that time so you weren't really watching you were you most likely if you're here you had a favorite team that was not a Toronto Raptor team and the Lakers were that team for me and I would literally go you literally not go but I would literally sit down watching the games on TV that they would play in Canada at that time and you're just watching him in awe looking at his footwork going to practice the next day, trying to, to to mimic it or imitate it. I mean, anybody that's played basketball or anybody that's t- taking a jump shot to throw paper in the garbage has let that paper or basketball leave their hand and said Kobe's name before they hit the shot. It was just something that is worldwide to happen. I mean, it's Saturday, you know, I was walking and I'd done the same thing. I had a piece of paper, I'd just thrown it in the air and I was just like, Kobe, whether it make, make or miss, because that was a big thing about his game. It wasn't about, it was make or miss. He was taking that big shot. He was going to, and more often than not, he made them. Um, you know, my high school basketball team was sponsored by Adidas. So we got to wear the... Kobe Bryant shoes that they made that were shaped like his foot. They were probably the ugliest shoes ever known to me. 
they didn't feel good on your feet, but Kobe was wearing them, so when we put them on, we thought we were unstoppable because Kobe was unstoppable. And to see the global, well, not even the global, the North American outpouring, because they're say, like they're saying on the news, you know, he has a big following in China. They're going to wake up to this news because it's already nighttime for them, so most of them are already sleeping. So the world is still getting the information and just to even, um, it's a hard thing to fathom, you know, like for his wife and his other children, it's a, a long road and it's just for, for the basketball enthusiast, it's, yeah, you lost, we lost a great somebody that we were we wanted to compare the next great to, you know. So, yeah, I just wanted to open and do and do that, you know. It was, it was it was a rough it was a rough day yesterday after hearing that. So, you know, going through the rest of the day, uh, making my notes, talking, putting talking points together for this podcast was done with a pretty heavy. Uh, hard for it because everywhere you're kind of looking for like trying to pick some information and just reading through things and everything you're reading through no matter if it was uh, television or movies or any website that you went to it was all Kobe Bryant it was all Kobe Bryant and it was just a testament to the person um so yeah um so let's get into this. We'll move right right along. We'll leave that there. Um, uh, this week, the past was uh, David Lynch's birthday, and he put out a um, a short on Netflix called "What Did Jack Do?" Excuse me, I like my stuff. Called "What Did Jack Do?" Basically, it's him interrogating a monkey and the monkey obviously has someone's mouth and is talking about a murder it was probably one of the most odd things I've ever watched It's and so odd that it was so intriguing because it was bringing out certain characteristics and you're like, yo, what the hell is this? Like, this is really, really weird, but it was really great to, um, to take a look at. Um, it was really, it was really weird and it's done in that old kind of like noir detective kind of tone when they put you in the room and they're just like, the music is, is playing and it's the, the light in the interrogation room is swinging, you're hot. You're just having the conversation. The, the person's asking you the same questions over and over again to hope that you slip up. It was, it's really intriguing. I, I, I think if you just want to see something and kind of like judge it for the, the art it is, check it out. It's only 14 minutes. It's not anything too, um, too crazy, but it's definitely... Um, something that I, I think it, it it's worth checking out if you um you know if you're a film buff I guess. Well you're listening to this. If you're listening to this, you must really, really like film. 
but you know so yeah definitely worth the check yesterday um we watched the fourth episode of the outsiders the outsiders of the uh hbo um adaptation of a stephen king novel it's creepy you know so i'm watching it we're looking at it and i'm trying to figure out like I know what I'm looking at. It's not trying to scare me. Like, there's there's not, like, gory things brash into your face from camera right. And there's not, like, the screechy music. It's not gory. But it is probably one of the most scariest things. It's, it's, It's all about pace. So... When you're watching this, everything is about pace. The pace that everybody moves at is very much, even though everybody, it's frantic of what's happening, everybody's moving at a regular, nobody's nobody's jumping in the car, putting on their hat, driving 100 miles an hour, punching people in the face, trying to figure things out. It's really done in a slow manner it's you know characters watching hours and hours of surveillance video which I thought was pretty pretty much probably exactly what the job is like like you're trying to find any any nuance that can give you a leg up on a case and he was watching a video and he was watching the same maybe six seconds over and over again turning away from it and you're as the viewer are sitting with him watching it over and over again the music that's playing at that time is getting you a little bit anxious because you're like you gotta find something you gotta find something and you find something and it but when they find something, it's so small. It doesn't really break anything of the case. It just gives them a little bit more of a lead to go on. And this episode, they kind of gave a little bit of background of of what's going on. Um, and in the first episode, in the fourth episode, you understand that they're basically in the fir- how it starts is. They arrest a man for murdering a little child. He has an airtight alibi. They have all the evidence of him not being where they said he was. But the eyewitnesses that were there said they seen him and his DNA is all over the truck. But while this murder is happening, he's somewhere else. And they got video proof of him being somewhere else as well. And... As the show unfolds, they start to figure out that there is a kind of boogeyman that tur- like does the doppelganger thing and and kills children. He, f- he fuels off of children and loves to see the suffering of the rest of the family. It is so creepy. It is one of the most creepy shows but still, like, it doesn't make you want to turn it off. It, it makes you, like, you start to really just get invested in what's going on with these characters. 
Um, I would rec. I if you're not watching The Outsiders, if you don't have HBO, I can't tell you to go get it. They don't pay me to do that, and I can't tell you to go spend your money. But if you're looking for good television, I could tell you that this is good TV. That you might want to spend some money on this good TV. Uh, another show that came out on Thursday, I think, uh, is October Fraction. Now, this is a Netflix original, and it was shot here in, in Cambridge, actually. I shouldn't say Toronto. Um, and it's about a family, and the parents kill monsters and vampires. Kids don't know. The dad, there's a long history that the dad's family has. The kids also have uh, abilities that they don't even know that they have, really, and they start to come into their own with them. I am about four episodes, starting on five, maybe I'm halfway through five, I'm not too sure of the exact number. Uh, I, I started it after the first episode, I seen that uh, Director X directed the first two episodes, I, and um, which I thought was pretty cool. It's a great... I think it's good. I don't think it's... I was going to say great, but then I don't really watch Monsters and Vampire TV shows or anything like that, so I have nothing to compare it to, really. But I thought it was it was a little bit... Fun. It was that dynamic of, okay, we do something that's not of the ordinary Do we tell our children. And the impact it has on your children when they don't know, and you've got to lie to them about why they got to move all over the place and how their lives are uprooted just for that and the social dynamic of things. It, it's it's really, really, really well done. Um, you guys check it out. It's called October Fraction. It's on Netflix. I also started watching um, Pandemic. On Netflix, it's a docuseries about the flu and how we are just one flu one strain of the flu away from having a worse reoccurrence than the influenza the first time it hit now these you watch documentaries like this about these things with a grain of salt because when there's a documentary there's a side that, that they're arguing for and and it's arguing for and against. There's two ends. If I'm making the documentary and I and I'm for vaccinations and I'm and I want to give people a little bit of an awareness, could kind of look like a scare tactic to um getting their kids um yeah getting their kids vaccinated then I would, I, I would make something like this to kind of show you the worst case scenario of everything. With that being said, the numbers aren't... It's not like they made the numbers up. The, this is a possibility. This is something that is actually, coincidentally, happening right now. The... Uh, coronavirus I started in a city in China major city in China the cases are popping up all over the world 
it's they're finding out more information about it, the way that it spreads X Y Z. I'm not gonna get too much into it because this is not a this is not this is not what I want to talk about. This. But it, it, it what it brings up is an interesting thing is that at any given time we don't know the human body is a very fragile thing it's susceptible to diseases viruses these things live everywhere we have no idea how, how things could react with things we're always on the the the, the um reaction end when it comes to the human body uh, and it's a, it's a thing. Now, if you ask me if I'm for or against vaccinations, I'm neither for nor against. I think if if there's an infection out there and they're giving you something so nobody else can get this infection, that you won't get it, but you don't take it so you get the infection. But you could give it to people that haven't gotten the, the neither yet. So it's a lot of like... What's the um, the moral responsibility? I think is a big one. But again, it's it's choices are choices, and if you have that choice and you want to exercise it, you should be able to. Um, like if you're vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. If you tell me, you know, I never I took a flu shot one time and I got very sick. I haven't taken one again, but I don't get that sick. A lot of it is 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 making sure that you wash your hands, soap your hands properly. Um, you know, dress warm. If you're sick, stay away from people. You know, like we all have to play a part to do these things. Um, oh man, I moved into like a medical podcast there for a second, but uh, we'll reel it back. I started to actually rewatch um, Alter Carbon. Uh, Alter Carbon is a Blade Runner esque, futuristic uh, TV show, the series that's on Netflix, and basically it's um, in the future where the rich people just basically can switch skins every time they want. So you could be hundreds of years old. They kill poor people, take their skin, and just wear it like a badge. That's all I'm gonna really say. I think a lot of people probably already watched it, but they do have the new episode, the new um, episode starting February 27th. So I wanted to just kind of go over and refresh my mind about it. I still think it's one of the best visually looking um, series on Netflix. It was just the start when the four the HDR four K blah 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 that Netflix are doing. This was one of the first ones, so yeah. If you ever watch it again, give it a give. Definitely give it a watch. Um, on my Blade Runner esque, you know, kind of area that I've kind of put put this into. I had just watched the first episode of Picard. Um. I'm I'm not a super Trekkie, but I I watched Star Trek. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoy outer space. So anytime you put outer space, I'm good. Um, this was different. This, 
actually made me look at Star Wars totally different. This was absolutely different. It felt like this is gonna be a this is gonna be a story not on a fleet or on a on a on a, on a spaceship with different characters, and you're kind of like telling the story using their elements. But a lot of this is going to be about Picard the character. And it, it does have a, a very much Blade Runner-esque kind of look. So that's why I put it right after Alter Carbon because they reminded me of each other. Um, it is. It does come on Thursdays on CTV. But if you have Crave and HBO, you actually get the, the episode early Thursday. Or you can just watch it on demand. I would love to see what um what you guys think about it. It's definitely a, a, a good it's definitely a must watch and it definitely changes Star Trek. In a sense that they can kind of um at this moment kind of reel it away from being out of space all the time. Give it a little bit more of like a, a MCU feel. <laughs> Star Trek cinematic universe and tell different stories of different places which i think they should because there's a lot of story that we don't know like they're always traveling somewhere and going through things but there's a lot of things that they could like explain to us about certain species that they encounter so yeah i'm very excited to see how the show pans out for its first season it's already been renewed for a second so which is great and so <laughs> hopefully it's good like that it gets the reception I think a lot of it has to do with people watching it and I think a lot of these shows on TV especially with TV because it's a broadcast they've got to look at different numbers too like not everybody's going to be sitting at home at 9 o'clock in front of the TV on a Thursday to watch it some people might watch it on the app some people might watch it a couple days later some people might wait so you get to episode five, so they have a, a couple episodes in a row, and then wait till there's five more. And I think when when these shows do a lot of their metrics, they gotta first try to start to understand how people watch TV. Not everybody watches TV the same. I because I watch a lot of TV shows and movies, I'm able to. I I don't mind watching one a week of an episode till I get to the 10th one because I got different shows that I'm watching so there's something there a lot of people I know like to wait on shows that do an episode a week and wait till it gets to like 10 and just try to watch them two days and a lot of people on Netflix then if it's their show like my show Narcos if it's their show when those shows come out on the Friday you're up boom and you're just throughout the day you can just have it there you're listening you're watching because you've already given time to the show so you already know what the, you know what it's about and you've just been waiting for the show so the styles are different so how do you measure it you can't measure success just based off of one metric so i i think that's broadcast tv has has more of a thing with that than um netflix does per se i mean Disney's going to have the same thing, too. For example, we... Um, I was talking... About... 
Disney Plus. And I looked I looked over at my fiance and I told her, I'm like, hey, I do you feel that they did it wrong? And we both we both kind of had this agreement that there was so much in that catalog. They had so much that just turning the service on and throwing everything on there didn't give people a chance to kind of like appreciate. Now there's a lot. There's so much. You're almost in a space where you are with Netflix at times and you just don't even know what to watch. Could they have done a better, a little bit of a smoother rollout? I think would have been great because along with the smoother rollout, when you do like phase one, you add a couple of originals. Phase two, you add a couple of originals. Phase three, you had a couple of originals. So the digestion of it was a lot better paced for the consumer. Maybe some people don't feel that way. I do. And like for me, I want to see the newer stuff. Like I know Disney killed it. I know Disney killed it. I know Pixar killed it. Marvel killed it. I know these places, they've killed it, right? In what they've done. But now... After doing that, the new things, right? Having shows once a week, it's, it's I think they, they, they could have done how, I always say this, how Apple did it. They gave you the first three episodes because they wanted you to kind of get a feel and they know that you're used to the whole binge. So they wanted to like wean you down a little bit. And some of their shows, they do just put out all ten. You know, it's a, it's a combination of both. And I think um, we're going to get great shows from Disney. I don't doubt that. I think the timing, I think, is everybody going to keep their service until those shows come? Or are they going to just say, you know what? Let me just save this money because most of the people own all the movies anyways. Let me save the money until they start putting enough originals up there where I want to watch them. Um that's I'm always on this Disney Plus rant. I I'm not a hater, man. I just I just think that it's a lot harder than a, than companies think. Like what Netflix is doing is not easy. Cuz they're they're week to week putting out 3 to 4 original content shows week to week. And that's not an easy feat and they're worth they're doing it with with all episodes most of them. So They definitely set a pace that's hard to obtain, and you're starting to see that happen um, um, right now. A movie that I watched, the I think I watched it when it came out. I, I never talked about it on this podcast. Was the Laundromat? That's a Netflix original, and it's basically a movie about um, businesses setting up businesses for tax purposes and these lawyers putting them through off- putting the money through offshore accounts creating insurance companies that don't really work and companies that have the company basically a company the company was a cruise line I know just a regular boat company let's say a cruise ship I don't know I don't know what you call them at that end but they had insurance to a shell company that really didn't exist. They're trying to hide money from somebody else. And the ship cra- the shipwrecked. 
not crashed, to turn over. Uh, people died. Lady's husband died. She goes to get the insurance. It's not really... It doesn't really... Um, it's not really the money that she wanted. She ends up taking the address and going to the place where the insurance the insurance company is and seeing that this is a whole bunch of P.O. boxes. Um, so she starts to like the dig and investigate and then they have the narration of how it's done and there's states in the US that because not a lot they can't the state taxes higher than the population can't pay it they end up having business um, incentives if you open a business there so what people do is they'll open a business have it like a shell company and just run money through it open up a whole bunch of things through it and it's 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 legal and they don't pay and the taxes they don't pay because that that state lowers the taxes to basically nothing just to get business opened in that state and people just open no business just peel boxes it's a whole mess it's america mess um it's a great movie if you're looking for something to watch it's very entertaining it's very sad at the same time, but they do a good job at, like, keeping you entertained. It's got great actors and actresses in there. Yeah, it's just something um, you should definitely check out. Also, um, next week's episode, we're just going to talk about what was going on in Sundance. I didn't go to Sundance, but um, definitely going to talk about that. Talk about some upcoming shows. Uh, Apple TV and Disney Plus now, and Apple TV is about to come up with a couple things. We'll talk about their pace. Um, yeah, this was like I said, this episode was gonna be a little bit drifty because of the I wouldn't say lack of preparation, I would just say that I, there's a lot, you know, like Kobe was like my favorite player, there's a lot going on there, so the episode was a little bit more. Uh, cut down but um yeah man thank you guys for rocking with me this week and hey if you haven't yet there is a mix bonus mix that i put up done by uh my good friend dj jay dunaway it's a uh nice old school hip-hop mix so if you like hip-hop take a listen if you know somebody that would like it after you listen Share it, share it with them, share this whole podcast with them. There'll be more. We're going to do a whole bunch more different genres of music. So, yeah, definitely, man, keep keep stay, keep in touch. Uh, you can follow me at, at the Nerdy Pie Head Podcast on Instagram. And, yeah, this is Nerdy Pie Head. Peace. <laughs>